podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Warzniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out nhte.net and be sure you are subscribing to this podcast so you get every episode automatically every week. Be sure that you are receiving the weekly e-newsletter about the podcast. I only send you an email once a week, no spam, and you only need to put in your email address, no other information, at nhte.net. Also, if you have questions or comments that you'd like to send to me, the email address is podcast at nhte.net. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Los Angeles, my guest is a singer and actress who just released a new single two months ago and video for it as well. Grammy Award-winning Corey Rooney, executive producer and producer for Jennifer Lopez, who has also produced for artists such as Mariah Carey, Beyonce, and Mark Anthony, has marked my guest as his next artist for development. She starred on season three of Snapchat Originals' hit show Endless and has a social media following of over a half million. You've been hearing a song of hers entitled What You Gonna Do. It's my pleasure to welcome to now hear this entertainment, Laura Pieri. Hi, Bruce. Hi, everybody. Wow. Hearing all that sounded like that sounded so cool. I think I found someone interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's great to talk to you. Thanks for making time to be on the show today. Thank you. I'm really excited about it. Well, there is a lot to talk about with you. Let's start off first, though, by having you tell the listeners about the song of yours that was just playing called What You Gonna Do, especially since I was talking over it and they couldn't hear the lyrics. Yes. Uh, well, that's funny. Uh, what You Gonna Do was a song that really just, it just happened to fit really right. Um, Chaz, the producer on the track, played it for me. Um, I had a different song that I liked that I was thinking about releasing. We heard that, and then I immediately, I lived with it for a little bit. I had it in the back of my mind, and I just couldn't let it go. I got in the studio, I recorded it, and I just, I, it felt like such a good vibe, and it fit really well. And I guess my entire team, we all just looked at each other, and we knew that that was a song we were going to put out then, and that's, that's how it, it just happened really like a, a spur-of-the-moment decision with what you're going to do. We really just recorded it, loved it, and put it out. It's just, It was a fun song to record. It's a fun love song, and I guess that I'm a sucker for fun love songs, so I guess <laughs> that's why that's out. <laughs> Just uh, delve a little bit further into what the song, the message of the song actually is, since I was talking over it and the listeners couldn't hear the lyrics. Well, it's that moment, you know, when you're starting to fall in love with someone and then you don't know how the other person feels, but you think that you know, but you don't really know and no one has really done anything about it. No one's really made a move yet. This, it's the moment where the butterflies really are, are are living in you, and you just you can't think about anything else. You can't eat right. It's just about that moment, <laughs> and then the, that's that's the hook of the song is when you're you're looking at the other person, and you're like, "What are you going to do about this? Like, do you feel the same way that I do?" So wow. that's really, um, yeah. So you said that there was another song that you had that you thought you were going to record. Has that song been recorded yet, or is it still kind of sitting in the queue as something that you're going to come back to later? 
Um, I don't actually think I'm going to come back to it later. I, uh, it was an idea, and not all ideas are actually become anything. But it was it served the same purpose of what you're gonna do. And when I heard that, I, I it couldn't even compare. Wow. So that was in the back burner, and that's gonna go into the archive someday. <laughs> okay, that's interesting though. It's interesting to hear that process. And listeners, I do have a lot of ground that I want to cover with Laura on this episode. And then after this, she and I are going to record some bonus content, which will only be available exclusively through the Patreon for this show. I think I should clarify, in case you've heard me talk about the extra audio that's put out through that, those are pretty hardy files themselves. The last six alone have averaged 23 minutes in length, so you're practically getting half of another episode What's better is this is all only five bucks a month. It gives you access to extra audio that I record every week with the podcast guest. So at four or five episodes per month, that's a dollar and a quarter or a dollar a week. There's currently 21 audio files up there already. So Laura Pieri will be number 22 and you can gain access to all those bonus conversations by going to the show website, nhte.net and hitting the orange colored support us on Patreon button to sign up. You'll also then automatically get access to all the bonus recordings that come out every week hereafter. I also do some behind-the-scenes type stuff on those in addition to the conversations with the guests. And as I said, it's all available for just 5 bucks a month. Just go to nhte.net and use the orange-colored Support Us on Patreon button to go sign up for all the bonus audio. And one other clarification is you can cancel at any time. Don't think that the $5 a month reference means you're actually signing up for a term longer than that, and that's what it breaks down to. You decide how long you want to continue to receive all those extra recordings. Laura, I mentioned in the intro that you have a social media following of more than a half million, so clearly there will be a lot of folks listening who are already Laura Pieri fans, but since this show has gotten listeners from 152 countries, there are listeners who are just being introduced to you. So let's get into your backstory a little bit first, because you were actually born in Brazil. So when and how did you get started with music? And then when and why did you move to the United States? That's funny. I never really, I always get asked that, and I never really know how to properly answer it, because I don't think that there was ever a moment that I was, I got like into music. You know what I mean? I just think that it was something that was always so present in my life. Wow. You know, my mom, my mom sang to me when I was young. I used to listen to her like all the time. She used to perform um, like as a hobby. She used to sing. And it was just always present and around my life. And when you're young, everyone wants to be a singer. I just kind of stuck with it <laughs> through the years. So that's really how how music became a dream of wow. mine. Wow. But... Um, yeah, and I really got along well with American music. I consumed American media in in Brazil. We listened to a lot of songs from the U.S. Like I, I remember being a huge Taylor Swift fan. I was a huge. I still am an insane Prince fan, and listening to that. And at some point, I just knew that for me to pursue that seriously, I, I couldn't be in Brazil. And so, um, and I had dreams of getting a, an American education too. So it was kind of two birds, one stone. I applied to some high schools in in New York, and, and I got accepted. And so I, I, I made the move and then ended up staying there and working on my craft there. And I haven't gone back to Brazil since. <laughs> well, explain to me 
and to the audience, of course, explain what is evil, because I'm told that you chose to major in that yes. at the Gallatin School, which listeners is part of uh, NYU. Yeah, so Gallatin is a, a school within NYU, and what it allows you to do is it's called individualized study. So you get to really focus on whatever you want to study on. And I've always been really fascinated by behavior and how we choose to go about our lives as human beings and um, just patterns of aggression and, and things like that and just ideas of philosophy and some theology. And so it was the perfect environment for me to pick a topic, which I chose evilness, like actual evilness, and just study on it. And so I looked at a lot of different things. And, and the point of it is to look at one topic through many different disciplines. So you can look at it through anthropology or philosophy, or you want to look at case studies and talk about psychopaths and killers. It's it's pretty interesting. So that's that's what I do in school. <laughs> that's interesting because when I saw it, it was written in all capital letters, and I thought, okay, well, this is an acronym, so I'll be interested to find out what does E-V-I-L stand for. And you're saying, no, it's just the word evil that, as we all know it. Yeah, yep, yep, it's, it's, it's the word evil. That's what I say. So then, just so I'm clear, when you moved from Brazil to the United States, it was to begin college. So you, so you were college age. You didn't move prior to that. No, I moved to do junior and senior year of high school, and then college. Ah, okay. So was the high school that you attended in New York also? Yes. Okay. So moving forward then, similar question, when and why did you move across the country to Los Angeles? Because, you know, New York is obviously one of the three major music markets in the United States. So why didn't you stay there? Why did you go to L.A. instead? Well, that's that's a funny question because I ask myself that a lot now that I'm here in L.A., but I'm kidding. I just really miss New York. But uh, Corey is out here. I mean, you know, as my producer, all the people I work with were out here. And the main reason that I was in New York was for my education. So it just, it made more sense to, and NYU was very, an incredible school. They're willing to work with me on this. So if they're willing to do a different kind of at distance program and I go, I attend school in the summer, it just made more sense for me to be out here to allow, allow me to really focus on my craft and, and, study the people who came before me and study the great icons and to just really like lock in and prepare and, and put out the best kind of music that I could. So I had to be here for that. Okay. So hold on a second. So never mind the pandemic, like let's forget that that's going on. So are you still in your studies? Were you, are you doing this all virtually? Is that what you're saying? Sort of, yeah. Um, it, it really depends. I'm still, I'm still an enrolled student. I'm still attending NYU. It's just not in a conventional way. I do. I'm currently working on an independent study, which is me and a professor. We meet every two weeks uh, on Skype or FaceTime, and we go over what I learned. And then we, there's like assessments and different ways to grade whatever work I'm working on. And so we're doing that right now. But uh, I do plan on graduating. I think it seems extremely important to me that I do graduate. So, and this is taking me a little bit longer. I'm not doing full semesters because the course load is a lot, and especially for a topic that you got to work on yourself and you got to structure yourself. But yeah, and in the summers and in the winters, I'm at NYU every single time. 
Ah, okay, okay. I'm glad that you clarified all that because I just assumed, which is always a bad word, but I just assumed that you finished school and then said, okay, now that I'm done, I'm going to L.A. That was the plan, but work is important, and then I was halfway through my studies when work really got really important, and NYU was really willing to work with me and let me do a different kind of curriculum, so I, I definitely, it's a, it's, it works for me, but it's definitely not for everyone. Sure, sure, but as we all know in the entertainment business, you know, when an opportunity presents itself, you've got to jump at the chance, and if it means going out to LA instead of staying in New York, then, you know, I'm taking my hat off to you and saying good for you that you didn't pass up on an opportunity, but you're also saying, I am going to make sure that I see through on my studies. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Um, it's definitely a lot. I don't I don't have the luxury of vacation right now. Um, if I'm not studying, I'm working. And if I'm not working, I'm studying. That's kind of my life <laughs> at the moment. But um, yeah, on my time off from school, I'm working. And on my time off from work, I'm at school. But uh, it's really important to me to get my degree. And it's really important to me to finish school with in good grades and in good standing. And so... And, and work is also extremely important, so you got to find a way to do both. Nice, nice. Well, I mentioned back in the intro that Grammy Award-winning producer and executive producer Corey Rooney has marked you as his next artist for development. The story goes that he was introduced to you through Tommy Mottola, but connect the dots. How did you come to know Tommy Mottola in the first place? It was a very right place, right time kind of situation. I knew someone who knew someone who was a family friend who knew someone that knew Tommy. <laughs> it's very one of those, like you have to, you did, like those really off chances of you meeting someone. And he introduced Corey and, and I, and we had, we just really connected musically. And he did a really great job at just teaching me everything that I know. So I could not imagine myself working with anybody but Corey. He's uh, like my mentor he is my producer. He is also like my sensei. It, it's really special. I, mm. I really admire him a lot. He's a, le- a living legend, and it's just an incredible honor to work with him. Mm, wow. Well, it sounds to me like, and I am putting this in the form of a question, it sounds to me like Corey is in L.A. So assuming that you were in New York and you said, you know, it was a chance meeting for you to come in contact with Tommy, how did he connect you? Did you did you ever get to meet Corey in person before you moved to LA or was it no everything was over the phone over Skype over email that kind of thing he used to live in New York he is in LA now but he Uh. used to live in New York and um when I met him he was he was uh spending time in New York temporarily had just moved to LA okay okay wow wow Well, you know, for your benefit, Laura, there are a lot of listeners to this show every week who are aspiring performers themselves, and they're listening so that they can learn from me and from my guests. And I still will say that as much as you're saying this was a real long shot, it was a real off chance, it still happens. And so as much of an off chance as it was, you know, listeners, I'm telling you, Laura is here to say that it can happen. So don't put all your eggs in that basket and sit around waiting for a Corey Rooney to cross your door or or a Tommy Matola for that matter, but take some hope in 
her being just the latest guest that has told a story like this and now hear this entertainment that these kind of things do happen and it's like that old saying in the entertainment business i don't care how tired it is but you never know who's going to be in the audience and in this case you never know who you might meet and who they might know because it sounds to me laura like you're saying that it was kind of that six degrees of kevin bacon thing that you know this person knew this person who this knew this person and somehow it went all the way back to Tommy. Yeah, absolutely. And, and a lot of it, I mean, if, if the best piece of advice that I can give, which is something that my dad once told me was the harder I try and the harder I work, the more luck I have, Mm. which is something that I feel in my work every time, which you, a lot of people, it it matters. Luck is important. I'm not going to say it's not luck is definitely important and you need luck. But you also need to be willing to work for it. Um, and you need to be going after what you want. Like, working with Corey, I, I, he didn't just meet me and go, okay, let's work together. You know, you have to present yourself and you have to show dedication and show hard work and show promise and, and, show, and show drive. So that it, it can happen, absolutely. But it depends mostly on, on luck, but it also depends on you. And then just going after what you want, practicing and working hard and outworking everybody else. And that's just the way that I have lived up until now. And when I'm slacking, Corey's the first to be like, you need to work harder. You need to do better because no one's going to fight for this dream. It's your dream. You need to fight for your own dream. Well, I love everything you're saying. Number one, you know, I'm, I'm a workaholic, as they say. I once wrote a blog that listeners, you can probably still go back and find it if you dig deep on nhte.net, but I remember writing this blog, and in the blog, I was taking the voice of the reader, and I said, so you're writing a blog to tell me to work harder? And the answer was yes, and I said, you know, hard work will get you everywhere. But Laura, I love the point that you're making, because way, way, way back in the early days of this show, one of the most listened to episodes, episode 12, with Mark Allen Barnett, he's a songwriter in Nashville who's written more than 3,000 songs. His quote on that episode was, luck is where opportunity and preparation meet. And so I love what you're saying that, you know, the harder you work, then, yeah, the better chance you do stand of, of catching some of these breaks. Yeah. And you have to jump at every opportunity. Um, when I first met Corey, um, it was very unexpected that we really – worked really well together and he really understood me musically. I was, I had, I had just moved to a new country. Um, I was going through a really intense cultural shock period, but I would leave school. I would go meet him in the studio and I would go home and shower to go back to school. Like there would be weeks where I would not have the chance to sleep properly. Wow. And it, it didn't even matter. I guess I didn't even care that that's, that's, what I was going through at the time just because it, it was so worth it to me and I was learning so much and I was in a room with one of the g- most legendary producers and he has done so much great work and worked with so many incredible people that how could you not take advantage of that of that opportunity amen and a lot of other opportunities were busts I got a lot of no's I got a lot of people telling me I was no good and a lot of people telling me I'd never amount to anything but you got to put mm. blinders on and really move forward yeah have thick skin and have have thick skin and know that there's going to be plenty more knows where that came from in this business uh later on we will get to your newest single that i alluded to in the intro but now that you are working with Corey, what lies ahead for you in terms of more new music will there be other singles this year or are you maybe working up to an ep or a full album well because of the lockdown we're kind of reassessing 
Um, we had a plan, but I just, right now, I really just want to make my music as available as possible for the people that follow me. Um, I cannot, I currently don't have the opportunity to do meet and greets. I don't have the opportunity of seeing fans like I was probably going to be able to without this lockdown. So I've been really working on different ways to just connect and just, I guess, if people like my music and that's the reason I make music, they should be able to hear as much of it as possible. So I'm reassessing and just deciding. So I may put out a couple more singles. I'm still figuring it out. I'm really taking like this. We've never been in a lockdown like this before. The government has never told us to stay at home. <laughs> so I'm really trying to figure everything out for like the first time. It's just an opportunity to be creative, you know? And how, and how, and that's a great segue for me because listeners, if you, are checking out this show on a regular basis, you know that I'm always encouraging you to keep up with the guests online so that you can find out new announcements, new developments, any news that they're putting out, such as if Laura does put out other new music this year. So it gives me an opportunity to give her some plugs. I am joined on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Los Angeles by singer and actress Laura Pieri. Visit her official website at laurapieri.com. You can look at the title of this episode on your listening device to get the proper spelling of her last name, although I will put a link to her website on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. Once you land on laurapieri.com, you will see links to her various social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Plus, as you'll hear coming up, she is also very much on Snapchat and TikTok. Laura's music is streaming on Spotify, but the better way to support her is to purchase downloads of her music from Apple Music, which is iTunes. I mentioned earlier about the Patreon for this show. Check out the bonus audio ad-free by going to the show website, nhte.net, and hit the orange-colored Support Us on Patreon button. That is only 5 bucks a month. And don't forget that another way you can support this show is through your regular everyday purchases on Amazon. It's no extra cost to you, so you're able to support NHTE without taking extra money out of your pocket. Just go to the show website, nhte.net, scroll down to the tall Amazon banner, and then once you click that, it will open their shopping app if you're on your phone, or it will open their website if you're on your computer. Either way, at the end of the transaction, they will kick back a small percentage of the sale to me, which helps with the expenses I have for putting out a new episode of this show every week. And by the way, I don't even see what you bought or who made the purchase. So thanks for your support of the show through the exclusive ad-free bonus audio on Patreon or by starting your online shopping through my Amazon banner. Laura, in mentioning your social media there, when the audience starts getting onto some of your different platforms, they're going to wonder why I'm only referring to you as a singer and not a musician, too. Talk about the instruments that they will see you playing in some of your posts and where you are with those instruments these days. Yeah, so last year, really, I decided that I needed to be able to play the guitar and the piano. I've been, I played the piano when I was younger, but I've just always been so in awe of people that could play instruments. I think they're, they're so incredible. And Corey plays the piano so beautifully mm-hmm. every time. I cannot stress just how well he plays the piano. It's absurd. So I was really inspired by that, so I decided to start learning. Um, I have a guitar at home now that I'm teaching myself. And I've, I, used, I started going live and just kind of sharing that I'm learning how to play something. And I found out that the Internet is an amazing place to learn a new skill because people will chime in with tips and just other people are learning as well. So I'm currently working on both of those at the same time. 
It is a shame I missed my long nails, but I'm having a great time with guitar. <laughs> little, I'm struggling a little bit more with piano, I'm not going to lie. It's been a little bit more challenging. But uh, I, I've just, I'm really having a great time. I just figured out how to play Blackbird, the beginning intro ah. on the guitar, and I'm feeling fancy. I'm feeling so <laughs> fancy. Like, look at me. You go. I love it. I love it. This is, <laughs> I got to heap all kinds of praise on you because number one, to decide, now granted, you said, oh, I played a little bit of piano when I was a kid, but but to decide I need to play not one but two instruments and dive both into piano and guitar is fantastic. But I also want to throw all kinds of flowers at your feet because to put yourself out there and be vulnerable and say, I'm going to go live on the internet and let people comment and it ends up paying off because people are giving you tips. That's tremendous because I think a lot of people would say, I'm never going to go live or I'm never going to put up a video until I'm perfect and I'm ready. So hats off to you. That's that's terrific. I found out that, um, especially with internet and just overall the experience that I have online, um, it's unfair for me to let a handful of people ruin it for everyone. Mm. Um, when I first started, um, when my, like when I was on, um, a lot more, my presence was a lot stronger. I was, I had a tough time because I could feel all the negative comments just really getting to me. And I was so upset by it that there was a period where I would not post at all. And I felt like no post was good enough. Mm. I was really shy about sharing anything. Wow. And then it just got to a point where I realized that, that it, that made no sense and that, no one's life is perfect, so why should I pretend like my life is? Even on my social media, I'm pretty open about um, my struggles with everything. Like I had a really tough time with the lockdown a couple days ago, and I was just on my social media talking about it because I feel like it's important for the people that follow me to know that if they're, if they're struggling, that they're not the only ones that are struggling. And for, for them to see that, hey, even if you have... I know X amount of followers, you also can be struggling. You're not alone. Even these people that have, it looks like they have so many people giving them attention. They still feel alone. Things like that, I think, are important to me because I remember seeing that when I was younger and the feeling that when I saw someone who I thought was perfect share vulnerability, that's when I thought that they were the most real and the most inspiring. So I try and emulate that in my own life. Mm. And plus, at the same time, no one is born knowing how to play an instrument perfectly um, my, even my singing has changed tremendously over a year. I practice every day for an hour at least. Wow. So how could I not share that? Hey, I'm learning something new. Watch me learn something new and maybe you can learn it with me. Um, I've been tr- trying to do this thing where I'm saying like, Hey, if you're learning a guitar, let's, uh, go live with me and we'll both learn it. Like mm. I'm trying to do different things to just, just because there's beauty in the process trust the process and, and, and acknowledge and, and be inspired by it. When I was able to play my first bar chord on my guitar, I was so excited. So excited. <laughs> I was literally FaceTiming my dad and I was like, look at me play this beautiful F chord. Look at it. It's so beautiful. I was really proud of me. Yeah. So, as much as we all hate bar chords, you, you hit that first one the right way and you're right. You wanted to just show off to everybody. It's like, I hate this, but look at how good I'm doing it. I finally got it. I finally mastered it. Yeah, I was jumping for joy. I was almost <laughs> doing backflips in my in, at home. And I feel like if someone else is feeling that way, they should be able to celebrate it as well, you know? 
Well, but I like that you basically, you didn't say it this way, but you're basically giving people permission to not be okay, whether it's the pandemic, whether it's I'm struggling with learning the guitar, whatever it is that you're struggling with, you were basically telling people, look, I'm I'm going to be honest with you. I'm struggling with this. So you were basically, by extension, telling people it's okay to not be okay. So I think that is very powerful, and I think more people need to hear that, especially from people like yourself who have such a huge following that everybody probably looks with rose-colored glasses and says, well, what could she probably have wrong? She lives in Los Angeles. She's a singer. She's, hey, you're a real person too, and you have real person problems. So it's great that you're using that platform to say, you know what? I don't have it all figured out, including something like the guitar. And oh my gosh, Laura, to, to invite people to go live with you and learn together, that from a business standpoint, I got to say, that's brilliant. I know it's just a very human you know, I'm making too much out of a thing, but I, but I I love that strategy. I mean, that's that's brilliant to say. I'm because it, it kind of goes back to what you just finished saying. Like, yeah, it might look like I've got things going well for me, but at the same time, I don't have the guitar figured out. So let's figure it out together. And you're connecting with people so personally. Yeah. Well, I think that it's honestly, I I feel like I got a lot of slack for saying this, but it's. I do genuinely believe that I have the best fans in the world. I don't, I don't, I'm not kidding. I genuinely, vehemently believe that my fans are the best fans in the world. I, I do like the community that lives on my, my, my DMs. I know them all mainly by their Twitter and Snapchat handles at this point, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's a community that I care for dearly. And if I could help them in any way, shape, or, I make music because they like my music. And uh, I've just, the responses that I've been seeing I feel like, how could I not do this if it helps someone? Beautiful. I think that that's the way I look at it. And Beautiful. there will always be a handful of people that criticize you no matter what you do. Yep. So you just got to not listen to all the noise. And a lot of times they, they're just feeling insecure and they just want permission to lash out, I feel. Yeah. Like it's a lot easier to hate someone online. It seems like they have their stuff together than it is to look at yourself. Well, since we're talking around social media, Let's talk about a couple of platforms here. For starters, several of your videos have gone viral on TikTok, and your new single is a popular sound for users on there to create videos for. Just talk about all the success that you're having on TikTok. And and since we all know the importance of becoming an early adopter, what was the timeline like to get ramped up quickly and ahead of the curve to, to make sure you get a lot of attention before it becomes oversaturated? Well, I downloaded TikTok because I started seeing a lot of the videos and I'm a, I'm a very goofy person. I hate that word, but that's exactly what I am. Listen, like let me, let me, let me interrupt ridiculous. you. This is, this is crazy. Laugh. This is crazy. I'm sorry to interrupt you. But when you were searching for the right word in my head, the word goofball popped up and I thought, what are the chances that this girl's actually going to say goofball? So I love that you said that you're very goofy. <laughs> <laughs> So please continue. Forgive I me for interrupting. My humor is insane. <laughs> the people that have been on my, my, especially my Snapchat long enough, they know that in my home studio I have like a plush toy that's a turtle and it's called Voldemort. And because from like, you know, it's a tort toys and it's Voldemort. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that name. We should not speak of him. But I'm that person. I play video games and I'm, I'm a very big nerd. So I really liked the TikTok community because I felt like it really allowed people like that to flourish. And just the humor is so, it's so funny. It's so broken. I love it. It's very my like very Gen Z, nihilistic humor. And 
it's so stupid. I will laugh at one TikTok for five hours. So <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not exaggerating, but I will send it to all my friends and think it's hilarious. So I got TikTok mainly, but I, I told people I didn't have a TikTok. I would just watch them. Mm-hmm. And then I just started seeing a lot of, I, I started coming up with ideas. And that's when I was mm-hmm. like, it's time for me to start making my own, to okay. be honest. Okay. And it really, I think TikTok is cool because it provides a platform for you to show off different sides of yourself like i draw so i was i just thought maybe i'm gonna do tiktok drawing like it doesn't always have to be about work tiktok is just to laugh at half fun and that's what i'm all about as well nice nice well staying on the subject of social media you even recently created a new filter on instagram how easy was or wasn't that and how have the results been so far for you I, meaning do you think it has helped you gain more exposure by having that filter out there available it's only been up for like a couple of days. It just got approved. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But my favorite, I just, I did not think that I would get so excited about seeing people use it. Um, but it's really making me really excited because <laughs> it's my single cover. So just seeing people use it for just to talk about different stuff and just to, just, just to be on their own social platforms it's, it's different if someone is listening to your music and putting on your filter and, and using it and saying they like it that to me i mean it's 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 something that i created with a lot of of heart and it sounds stupid because it's just an instagram filter but it's really not because it's got the artwork of my my single cover which we really took a lot of time to craft properly I went through um, Sasha, who designed, who created it with me on the, like, she did all the, the AR design for it. The, it's like, is it AR, AI? I don't AI. know. I'm not techie. <laughs> she did all the, the, the designs for it. We went back and forth, and I remember stressing out because I couldn't decide if I wanted to click and change the eye color, and that was such a big deal to me. Wow. And so all the details were really thought out. Wow. We thought about all like the minor little things and to see people raving about those details and saying, I love the way this moves. I think that like it, it looks so cool. I love the single cover. It reminds me of that. It, it's just it's so awesome to me to see that. And it's nice. definitely, I guess, people have been telling me that they want to recreate it and paint it on themselves, which I had done before. And to see that people want to do that again, it, it's it's really amazing. I. Like I said, I'm biased because I do think I have the best fans in the world, so I can't really speak. But I think that they're incredible, and they were tagging me and all of them using the filter and just saying how much they like it. And, and that, honestly, I was so excited. I couldn't even believe that I, I have this one. I can't wait for my next one. Okay, so educate me on that. So can any Instagram user at all create their own filter, or is it I see that you have the blue check mark on yours? Is it you have to have a, a blue check mark on your account, or who, who can create a filter? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Um, the idea for me to create a filter came about um, after I already had the blue check mark, so I don't know if that's a prerequisite for it. Okay. But I don't think it is. I don't. I've seen other accounts that don't have it have their custom filters, but it was pretty. I think that I don't actually know. Huh? That's an interesting question. Do you know what the timeline was to get it approved? Did it take a couple of days, a week, a month? It took a couple of weeks. Um, okay. Uh, from the starting, from from coming up with the idea of I want to have a custom filter, we took two weeks to finish the, to design it properly and do it well, and then it 
and yeah, and to get it approved as well. That was like a, a timeline of around two weeks. Okay. Well, one more social media discussion because we, of course, have to talk about Endless, the Snapchat original that you start in for season three. How did you get that opportunity? And are you able to gauge whether you've been able to convert on those viewers, meaning turn them into fans of your music? Ooh, I, that is, that's interesting. Um, so the show was incredible for me. I think that it was a great experience and I think that it was uh, a really fun time to shoot. But I, I do find that a lot of times the people that are in Snapchat, it doesn't really translate as easily as I thought that it originally would. Mm. But there's still people that are engaging and subscribing to your Snapchat page. And did, I say, uh, did I say Snapchat? Did I say something else? Yeah, Snapchat. Yep. Oh, wow. I thought I said Instagram for a second there. I got myself confused. <laughs> um, no, but it's it's. A, I think that like Snapchat fans really like Snapchat, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, they like the platform and they like what they get out of it. Out of it, and it's their prerogative. They don't have to exit the application if they don't want to. But I do see there's a lot. Let the people, like I guess the people that follow me on Snap and engage with my content there, mainly do engage with my content there. Mm-hmm. They don't really like translate to Instagram or to TikTok or even to streams on Spotify. Yeah, but they are people that are engaging with the content that want to see it and that miss it when it's gone. Okay, and they do listen to the song just via Snapchat. Like my filter has on on my Snapchat filter. There's there's one that has my song in the background, and I've seen a lot of people use it and and and. Uh, sing along the song, so it's like it's like on uh, uh, TikTok when you know like a specific part of a song, but you don't really listen to this whole thing. I've seen that uh, Snapchat is very similar to that, but I guess the world is on the internet right now, so all different platforms offer something very specific and very, um, I guess, curated is not the right word, but. What Snapchat provides, only Snapchat can provide. Yeah, it's very exclusive. What Instagram provides, only Instagram can provide. Yeah. So that's kind of how I feel about it. How did you get the opportunity to be a part of Endless? Um, I was reached out to come in for an interview because um, one of my friends works on the team, and they said that they were looking for um, just a new cast member who lived in New York. And because I come and go, I was like, oh, I do that. I'll come in for an interview. Okay. I came in for an interview to just, just chat about myself because it is very, um, it's softly scripted. So it's very reliant on people's own personalities and it is, you need to be yourself. So I came in for an interview, uh, the interview went really well. And then I had to go to New York for a couple of, of weeks for NYU. And when, before I knew it, they just, I had a, a shooting schedule and I was part of the show. Wow. Wow. Well, listeners, this is normally the part of the show where I tell you about the Access Vegas newsletter, and I will, but I do want you to also keep their editor in your thoughts. He actually had to undergo surgery at the beginning of this week, and that really speaks a lot to what that newsletter is all about. This isn't something where you're going to feel like it's some big corporate entity, you know, kind of pay no attention to that man behind the curtain thing. The editor, I've told you on other episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment, he'll answer your emails. He'll post a lot of those emails and his replies in the newsletter. So please keep him in your thoughts, but also know that he is the expert. So when I sit here and I tell you that we're all listening to national news and we're hearing what's starting to reopen, and I know some people in Las Vegas, so I kind of see what they post in terms of 
them starting to get ready to open, you don't want to take it from me. You want to subscribe to the Access Vegas newsletter and get insider tips from people on the ground who have been publishing that thing for many, many years now. And there's so much in their archives that you can go back and catch up on during this pandemic while we do wait for Las Vegas to really get up to speed. Go to the show website, nhte.net, click on the Access Vegas logo, and put in the code BRUCE during sign-up to get $5 off, and then watch for it to come in your inbox. It's a lot of information. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of value. Go to nhte.net, click on the Access Vegas logo, put in the code BRUCE, and get $5 off during sign-up. Laura, I've been referring to you as a singer and, of course, because of Endless, as an actress, and you clarified for us about learning piano and guitar, but explain to the audience about the songs that you're doing in terms of who is doing the writing and what your role is on those songs, other than singing them, of course. Yes, okay. Yeah, um, it's a really big collaborative project. Most of my work has been extremely... I I don't work well if it's... I don't work well just by myself and I don't work well when I'm told what to do. Um, I like working in really collaborative environments. I, um, I haven't released any of those yet, but I've been working with producer Josh um, and we co-write a lot. Uh, most of, I've written a lot of songs with him and it starts like from an idea to melodies to recording. It's just, it, it really it happens in there. I've worked with amazing writers. All I need, I didn't write, but I rock wrote it. And he wrote it, wrote it for me with like me uh, and his thoughts. And just, he knows my story. He knows me really well because that's kind of where real magic people need to know me to make music for me. Mm. Um, I think that music has to ring true. So I don't, I don't really like getting sent songs completely out of random without having met them. And then usually I have found that when I cut songs like those, there's missing, there's something, there's something there that's missing, but I've, uh, all the writers I've worked with, I've sat in the room with them. They've gotten to know me really well. And it's just, and or even Chaz, who wrote What You're Gonna Do, he met me way before I even heard What You're Gonna Do. I just feel like it's important for people to get a sense of who you are so that whatever you work on rings true to you and rings true to them as well. Well, I'm glad that you clarified that because I was going to ask you about that song since we played it during the intro, but I wonder, has anyone ever brought a song to you and you've looked at it and said, I- I'm pretty happy with it. I-, I generally like it, but, and then you've made changes to it or you've asked for changes to it, or is it pretty black and white with you and you either like it or you don't? Huh, I don't think that that's never really happened to me, but I think that I have never wanted to cut songs that haven't felt right. Um, if that makes any sense. Like when I, for all I need, for example, that song, it didn't just appear out of nowhere. Um, the producers that worked on it and the writers, they have all met me and they knew what I would like. So when it, when it came to me, it was already a piece that was catered and, and, and structured and built and written for me, if that makes any sense. So I, I didn't even feel like I had to change anything because my identity was already there. Wow. Wow. Well, we are going to close today with that song. It's Laura's latest single called All I Need. So, Laura, before you and I head off to record the bonus content for Patreon, tell the listeners all about All I Need. Yes, absolutely. All I Need is my newest single. Um, it's a, I, I don't like to call it a summer song, but it's a summer song. It's upbeat. It's fun. It's romantic. It's in love. And it's about, it's kind of, 
uh, the other side of what you're going to do. It's about a love that's not entirely, um, that needs to be obsessive and that needs to be all-consuming. It's about something that's equal and that's fair. And they're both acceptable. And personally, I listen to All I Need and I think about, like, self-love and I think about loving yourself and really taking care of yourself. But that's mm. other people think about it in romantic senses. And wow. that I like that it takes so many opportunities. And if you like it, the music video for it has some very big um, 80s vibes to it. So I'm excited. I, I love the song. But, of course, I mean, I hope I love the song. <laughs> but I think it's fun and I hope you like it. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, congratulations on the release of the single. Continued best wishes with it and with all things Laura Pieri music. I appreciate you making time to be on Now Hear This Entertainment. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a pleasure. Listeners, that will do it for another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer and actress Laura Pieri. Visit her official website at laurapieri.com. Again, while you can look at the title of this episode on your listening device to get the proper spelling of her last name, I will put a link to her website on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. Do be sure to engage with Laura on social media. So that means like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter and Instagram, and subscribe to her YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell you heard her and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment. Do also find Laura on Snapchat and TikTok as well. And as I mentioned before, her music is streaming on Spotify, but the better way to support her is to purchase downloads of her music from Apple Music, which is iTunes. Don't forget that Laura and I will have more conversation over in the bonus content that's only available exclusively through Patreon. There's already similar audio up there from the last four plus months worth of guests. It's only five bucks a month and it's ad free and that's the only place you can get it. Go to the show website nhte.net, hit the orange colored support us on Patreon button and that will take you to where you can gain access to the exclusive content. Remember also about scrolling down on nhte.net to the tall Amazon banner to start all your shopping through them that way so that they can kick back a small percentage of the sale to help me with all the expenses I have for doing this show every week for what is more than six years now. There is no extra cost to you for doing that. For now, that will do it for episode 328. Thanks ever so much for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Laura Pieri. This is the one she just talked about called All I Need. Use me as a mirror to see your reflection Can't do much when you're under pressure We just need an we can love and tend to affection It's okay to be lost when I'm in your direction It's a no-brainer.
just need for love, for the love. 